Welcome everybody to the Hardcover Hideout Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Chris. Today's episode we're going to be talking about Colin Bunn's Basilisk, published by Boom Studios. Before we get into that, Chris, how was your week? What have you been reading? What are you watching? So what have I done this week? Um, well, mostly work. Uh, reading, uh, I again, you know, the book work, of course, the book we're going to be doing today, I've read a few times. Um, but... I have been mostly catching up on Justice League, uh, the Schneider, not the Schneider. What what gentleman? Scott Schneider. Is that Justice who did it? League? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the one who directed the oh, movie? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Okay. So not related. I was right. So not related. But I've been catching up on Justice League. Scott Schneider. Um, so it's I've been re- good run. Right. Well, because as you know, I started Metal. Right. I read Metal, and then by your recommendation, I went into Scott Schneider's Justice League so I can then get into uh, the next one, which is Heavy Metal? No. Death Metal. Death Metal. <laughs> That's something metal. Yeah, one uh, of those metals. So, Death Metal. Uh, you did mention that I should, I'd only really have to read three issues. Uh, it's the last part the, of the last run. part of it but i'm like again as probably we talked about in the introduction i'm not someone who just <laughs> reads three issues i have to read a whole storyline and a lot of times i like to read the whole series so i did start the justice league scott schneider um and right now we're just i mean we're just now into uh lex luther creating doom the the doom squad the legion of doom Right. Um, so, uh, so far, I like it. I, I but I, I really like Scott Schneider, so yeah, I like his work. So I, I wasn't Absolutely. thinking I was going to hate it. Um, but you've read it, right? Yeah, I read that. I had the his whole series in hardcover there. Yeah. See. Um, see the whole series right there. I can just borrow it from him. Yeah. <laughs> right. What about you, Jared? Yeah. What have you been reading? Um, I uh, besides. Basilisk. I've been. Uh, I finished uh, the first book, uh, hardcover volume of Low by Rick Remender, which is very good. Um, you know, very dystopian story. Uh, Art in it's fantastic. Uh, so I'll get into the second volume of that um, a little bit later this month. Um, I've been trying to get through Invincible. I started from the I beginning. Love Invincible. And, uh, <laughs> Are you I, having um, troubles? Yeah, yeah. I, I just really want it to be over. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it, How it's do you so, want it just... Is it, is it, is it just, too gruesome for you? No, or? not at all. Like That's the part that I like about it. Huh? It's all the other stuff. The love the, story? The, 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 yeah, it's just not the love story. The love story is fine, but it's just like it's drawn out so much. Like it, it, it's 144 issues of the whole series. and Yeah. And I feel like they could have ended in fifty. They could have definitely ended and done that entire story in fifty issues. Just cut out all the, all the necessary stuff like him going to get a new costume every other issue. Like I, I mean, do it once, <laughs> and uh, and I, I get it. It's cool that you know I, that he has to actually go and make his you know get it from a tailor and stuff. That's it's cool, but he changes it you know every few episodes. He changes his uniform and they do a whole thing about it. And hmm. it's just like there's, I feel like there's a lot more. Um, comics out there that are less issues that have more uh, more in-depth storytelling and, and more characterization than in this book 
um, like Sandman, for example. Exi- exi- Sandman's uh, good. Yeah, so it's 75 issues. And right, and then they get all that meat in there with yeah. just 75 issues. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. I like Invincible, and I like, I mean, granted, you know, gee, I wonder why it goes on. Cha-ching. Um, right. Of course, I need to like extend that a little to get the you know that money, but I didn't think I didn't feel it like dragged like that. I, I mean, I agree, I agree. The costume change was getting a little redundant. I mean, they did it a lot, and yeah. you could tell there were just scenes for the shock value of the violence. Uh, but in whole, I really, I really enjoyed it. But it sounds like you're you're not even done with it, right? No, I have less than twenty issues left. Now, have you read be... it before? No. No. Okay. So. This is it, and I know a lot of people love it, and I'm yep. curious if the people who have said that have they read the entire series. You know, some people don't always follow it all the way through. Right. Um, so if uh, if you have read the whole series and uh, you love it, let, let let us know. I mean, let me know why. Let, tell me I'm say, wrong. Say who's right, Chris. Yeah. And who's wrong, Jerf. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so I'm just trying to get through that, and then. Um, but you know, I'm I'm committed. I'm gonna finish it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, stop prematurely. So nice. Any shows you're watching? Movies, shows? Uh, a lot of the shows uh, ended. That I was uh, only murders in the building. We just finished. So good. Um, We're in the middle of that. Yeah. So I was watching that. Um, currently watching uh, the, the the fourth season of. What we do in the shadows, which is hilarious. I love that show. Still, I've never seen that. Um, you I gotta, never you watched watch that it. show. Did you see the movie? No. Oh, I've never watched it. No, was a movie. Gotta, yeah. Um, that and then uh, watching Harley Quinn, of course. Of course. Um, that so, one I've watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That? I'm now a little background for me. I'm uh, from my whole family. Wife, kids, <laughs> we're all nerds. And so, unfortunately, the fact that I have a huge nerd family, I can't just watch shows. I have to make sure I'm watching with my family because they all love the Marvel, the DC, the Star Wars, everything. So when everything comes out, I have to make sure that they want to watch it. And if they want to watch it, we have to wait till everyone's ready to watch something. The only one we've actually kept up on is She-Hulk, Attorney of Law, uh, which is good. I like it. I, I... don't understand a lot of hate all the hate and it just seems like all of a sudden in certain fan groups i'm in uh all the sexist pigs just come out i mean i know that sounds horrible but it just seems like every time some sort of female lead show comes out everyone has to bitch and moan about it captain marvel i liked uh miss marvel i liked miss marvel now granted it is geared towards teenagers, but I do have teenagers, so that's who I watched it with. And even for that, it was good. Um, it wasn't, you know, endgame level, but, you know, it's a TV show for the teens, and I thought they did a great job. And that's how I feel about She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk's good. Now, I will have to say, and even my daughter, my oldest agrees, it's just something about the CGI, just something about her that just doesn't... And we kind of pinpointed it last night when we were watching our episode. She looks, she looks like a Sim. She, mm. if you've ever played the game Sims, uh, yeah. she kind of like when she walks and her, like mannerisms and that is almost Sim-like. But she's not, she's not real. 
and it's that that part still kind of bugs us the storyline no issues with um but everything else i do like um we've been watching the paper girls see the problem yeah. is there's so much out there to watch and there's so little time for us to do it that we get like an episode here and there and so so we're all over the place i mean murders in the building uh only murders in the building right. sorry for all the fans out there uh we're like in the middle of season two for that one and so we have very little time to try to watch there's so yeah. much now <laughs> so yeah. i think i'm gonna start put paper girls this this week probably yeah um i'm on the fence about she hulk maybe maybe not we'll see yeah i hate to say i mean i don't i like it um it is a very eclectic taste or whatever mm. word I'm looking for. You know, you really have to be in the mood for it. Okay. I, I just think the problem that people have now with all the new Marvel TV shows is they're all expecting Endgame. They're right. all expecting, you know, something spectacular that you got with Infinity War and Endgame. But, you know, it's still TV. And it's still only a few episodes, so you're not going to get the budget for an end game. Um, but for what they do, is good. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. All right. All right. You hey, want to start talking else? about the whole reason we're here? Yeah, absolutely. Basilisk. So we're talking about Basilisk. Basilisk it is published by Boom Studios. So you may know Boom Studios from Something Is Killing the Children, Once in Future. Oh, my daughter's favorites. Uh, irredeemable and they've been publishing Buffy since 2019 yep uh, so so far there are two trade paperbacks available mm -hmm. out there uh, volume one came out in January of this year volume two came out in June of this year uh, each of those were four issues so there's just uh, eight issues total for those two so and volume three will come out in March of next year which I volume one came out in June or was January the first Oh, January. January the first and issue June. was published in June of 2021, right? I believe so, yeah, yes. Okay. Um, so it is uh, co-created by Colin Bunn and Jonas Scharf. So uh, the writer is Colin Bunn. He's written a lot of Deadpool. Uh, I know him from more from Harrow County, yeah. which is a great which my horror series. Right and uh, The Sixth Gun, which I have, which uh, I haven't read yet, but it's on my, it's on my list. Uh, to read um, so we have the artist and uh, the main cover artist and interior artist Jonas Scharf who has worked on Power Rangers and Bone Parish with Colin Bunn mm -hmm. and as well as Avengers of the Wasteland and we have colorist Alex Guimaraes I believe which, is how you which say I, it. I looked up to how to say his name and the audio so, that they had on YouTube yeah. and Google went so fast it right. sounded like I'm like, right. I so we'll that. just call him Alex. Yeah, Alex. And uh, lettered by Ed Dukeshire. So let's talk about the title. Do you know what a basilisk is? I do know what a basilisk is. It's a mythological uh, snake. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are familiar with the Harry Potter series, uh, the basilisk is one of the main creatures at the end of book two or movie two. Um, and it is a extremely large snake with the power of uh, turning you to stone with your other eyes um, and their bite mm -hmm. is extremely deadly poison like just a nip of basilisk venom uh, will kill you yeah 
It was it Hannah Nuke? Thank you. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the definition is in European legends, a basilisk is a reptile reputed to be a serpent king who can cause death with a single glance. Is that some foreshadowing? We'll find out. That's, well, yeah, because it, I was wondering why it was named Basilisk, because well, I mean, we read volume one and two, and not one just is <laughs> a basilisk mentioned. But the fact what the basilisk does is the eyes. Right. Uh, is a, the look of sign, and, and as we'll get into, a main thing about this book is the senses, the five senses. Right. Yeah, so this is uh, definitely a horror fantasy graphic novel. And um, so a little bit about the book. The, uh, we, start, we see five individuals that we meet. They're bound by a cult-like hive mind. Uh, they're known as the Chimera. The chimera. And they terrorize a small town with See, now that's powers. what I don't understand. Okay, are they known as the Chimera, or is... Are they... And that's one of my notes. I wasn't sure if they are known as the Chimera or if they were actually the Chimera is a god that we're going to see later on. And right now they're sort of like just the the sights and sound, the senses of the Chimera preparing yeah. the world for his coming. So that's what I didn't understand. I, I wasn't sure because they did keep saying the Chimera. Mm-hmm. But when you get into, and I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, sure. when you get into volume two... Uh, they talk about being prepared for the chimera. You are the, these people are right. prepped for the coming of the chimera or for the chimera. Right. So we'll uh, go into a little bit about what chi- the, what a chimera is. Right. So maybe that'll give us a little bit of insight. Right? Hopefully you look that up. So I know uh, yeah. So it's a, <laughs> I know it's a, it's a Greek mythology. I was just gonna say yeah. I know it's Greek mythology. Uh, it's a fire-breathing female monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's tail. So, and the other definition is a thing that is hoped or wished for, but in fact is illusionary or impossible to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, those are the actual definitions. So, um, and yeah, it, I think what I, I got it was that the, at them as a group are known as the Chimera. The Chimera, okay. So, yeah. and or, see, I kind of interpreted the other way that Eventually, as the series progresses, we will eventually see a chimera. Right. Uh, yeah. Which so, is one one person. Right. Which is going to be one right. person. Which, uh, you know, as we get along, we'll discuss it. But again, I like to jump around. But you'll notice that with one of our main and do we call them villains, gods? What do we call them? I mean, it's this. This is another example of a comic book where. You know, they interpret people who would get powers mm-hmm. and how they would treat the world, which basically, you know, right up there with the boys, like superheroes and that, and how they wouldn't be Superman or Batman. They would be assholes. Right. And that's exactly what these, these most of these people, the gods, are in this book, uh, are just a-holes. But you had your right. level of a-holes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so, with, with saying that, um, you find that even among them, they want to be a lonely, like, lone god. Uh, I'm going to pause here because I totally lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> like, so, so they, they have mentioned the, um, that they, they want to save the world no matter what they have to do. Right. So... So they're, they're kind of like... Isn't... But did they use the word save? I thought it was more 
prepare the world. <laughs> it, I kind of get the feeling that when they're talking, it's more of prepare the world for the, the coming of the Chimera. I mean, yeah. they, they have, I mean, they have a, oh, <laughs> this group has an actual religious cult following. Right. Where these people just do whatever the chimeras say. Right. They're called the faithful. The faithful. They're, they're and the chimera. Right. They're, and su- they're supporters. Barrett, the, right. the head preacher. He's kind of, yeah, preacher, kind of the voice right. of the group. Um, and the leader of the faithful kind of yeah. gathers them and tells them where to yeah. go. And he's, a, he's very interesting when the chimeras are around. Mm-hmm. Because you know he knows their powers. So he does things to, I mean... He's portraying them as like religious praying and bowing and sacrificing to the gods, but he's basically like closing his eyes and holding his breath and praying to himself because he knows everything that they can do, which we haven't really gotten to, you know, kind of protect himself from it. Right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the the characters. The characters. So nice. so we have Reagan. Who uh, and all these characters, all the Chimera, if we're, we'll just call them that, just a yep. group. Um, they have powers that are all stemming from the, senses, the human five senses. The five senses, right? So we have Reagan, who's uh, represents sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Boy, what I don't know why they insist on calling Jimmy Boy, not just Jimmy <laughs> through the whole thing. And he reminds me of kind of like a Wolverine. Knock he does. Off. He, he kind of, it's like a mixture of Wolverine meets the redneck hillbilly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like he's a you know the those rednecks, the redneck hillbilly movies and magazines that want to be like Elvis, right? Like they have the pompadour with the shades, and he's mm-hmm. just a all around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So his is uh, he he's represents taste. We have Kara uh, for smell. Vanessa is the touch, and Manny would be for hearing. Manny, right? So then we mentioned the faithful and Barrett. We haven't talked about our. Hannah? Our Hannah, our, oh, our Hannah. protagonist. Is she a protagonist? So, well, yeah. <laughs> so she's kind of a badass. She is a badass. In the book, in the novel, the whole scene where she's basically setting up Rambo. <laughs> I mean, she just went through and became such a badass. Now, it, it, it does say in it that a year has passed. Two years, I think. Two years? Two, two, two years two have years. passed. That's right. Two years have passed. Um, and so I'm sure in that time, she did yeah. goes through training. Right. Do we some, see that a little? We, we do see that a little, right? In the, I think it was in the, we we read ahead a little oh, yeah, bit. Yeah, sorry. We read we, two we, episodes. We read, we read that. <laughs> okay, so it's the, in there. Yeah, in there. And Chris calls issues episodes, so just yeah. just remember that. Um, we did read two the two available episodes. Now I'm doing it. Two available issues after the the issues. two volumes. Um, yes. But yeah, in the first two volumes, we don't really know. You know, she's, Where she seems, she seems to be an expert in explosives, and she she has a sniper rifle. Yep. Um, so she she kind of she knows got training she, she somewhere. Can handle right. herself. Yeah, she got training somewhere, which we don't know about Where yet. You? So that's something that uh, further reading maybe we'll, we'll find out. Uh, at, yeah, maybe we'll do a part two as yeah, we'll do a follow up yeah, episode. Right. So because um, you said the third volume comes out when in March. March. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll have a, a few podcasts under our belt that we'll come back to like a follow up and see what's going on with the uh, the Chimera. Um, now, starting from the beginning, 
the art in this, the flashback art, mm -hmm. the use of color is just amazing. Right, I book. was going to say that. Yeah, um, it's like that watercolor yeah, type of look it, it even, with, it's like for a the little, flashbacks. Because when you get to the actual present of the comic book, it has the art is good, but it's more comic book art. It's what you think more of. Modern, mo modern of. Modern art. Yeah. This one is the brush strokes are just so soft, and it mm -hmm. just almost gives you a, like you're watching a show, and you can tell that this is a flashback just by looking at it. Um, when the comic, when the novel first started, and you start out with a flashback. I knew it was a flashback right to begin with. I knew what we were seeing was not our present. And it's just the, and the use of yellow and blue, mm -hmm. which I'm gonna bring up later because um, with the yellow, you know, being the innocent town folk, yellow was, you know, have no idea what's going on. They are just oblivious. And the blue are the power, some they're, I want to say evil, blue evil, yellow good. I mean, but you know, blue is just your something bad is going to happen when you're blue. Uh, and you could tell because when they walk into town, they're all kind of bluish, and the town is all yellow. Even when they had the people talking to them, are you guys okay? Do you need any help? Mm -hmm. They were had like a yellow tint to them, and they're right. still blue. And then right. the minute they attacked, um, it was totally blue. Uh, and, re and reds too. A little some, reds, some yeah. Reds in there. Um, and then once they were done, and we went back to them just talking in the flashbacks, it went back to yellow. Yeah. And just to show you that the gods did not care, as far as they're concerned, they're back to normal and living a happy life, and that's why they were yellow. My interpretation, of course. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I thought the colors really stood out, and uh, I really liked the the watercolors type of art they use for the flashbacks and um i really liked in the opening pages of the of the novels they showed you kind of a couple glimpses of a, panels that were coming up mm -hmm. and that uh, was kind of give you a little preview of some things that yep. so that i like that a lot um yeah uh you'll see the use of the yellow and blue uh, later in the comic with hannah right uh when she starts flashing back to her like the last time she saw her family she's yellow they're all yellow she's saying goodbye you know make sure she eats uh, yeah, 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 whatever it is she said that cheese crackers or something oh, peanut butter crackers i forget what it said but some cheese crackers yeah cheese crackers with the daughter like, yeah, 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 yeah. and she tells the daughter you know make sure dad eats and la 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 and he gets in the car she turns blue oh. and so if you look at her if you go to it i have a page if you want to look at it um page eight volume two page eight uh it's a foreshadowing and right. if you pay attention to the old flashbacks you know blue means something bad's gonna happen they're going to do and so when i was reading this i'm like well why is she blue uh and it was sort of foreshadowing because the author uh he bun is really good about making more questions than answers mm -hmm. um because he sort of gives you things and then you sit there and go why or why is that and they're subtle too just like this where the hannah in blue and as she drives away she's in blue while the behind her everyone's in yellow right and you find yeah. out why later on mm -hmm. because they really emphasize the blue with what she does uh True. while she's on her business trip yeah. which is another right. reason why she has like huge guilt about what happened uh, 
And then with the characters um, going to the normal part of the story, what was your interpretation of the Regan or Reagan? I don't know sure how much you would say. True. Well, at first I was reading it Reagan, and then I watched a, an interview of Cullen Bunn talking about it, and he called her Reagan. So we're he, gonna, he called her he Reagan. He called her Reagan. Yeah. Okay. Because I know that oh. some people go by Regan, some people go yeah. by Reagan. Uh, with Reagan and Hannah. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that I don't think they're both innocent. I don't think they're both guilty. They're both like, they're the perfect match because they're both, both. They're both. They're, I mean, Regan, Reagan, I'm going to do that, sorry, I'm going to do that time. Reagan, yeah. you know, she knows what she did was bad, but when she did it, she had no idea. And, you know, she feels guilty about it, but she still uses her powers. Just like Hannah, she feels guilt about what she did while they, she was away when her whole family got murdered. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. But, I mean, once you read the, the first yeah, page. The I first mean, it's not, volume. Not really a spoiler, because once you read the first volume. The you, first issue. Basically, anyways. the first issue, first, like, pages, you find out that it was one of her, her family got murdered. Right. Uh, yeah, neither. They're both not necessarily innocent or um, guilty. At kind of at the same time, so I just yeah. I, I I get the feeling from Hannah that this is more penance for her. You can tell by and again she is going to be hurt a lot in this. Uh, just the first two volumes, she gets hurt a lot, and yeah. she doesn't care because I think this is penance. Yeah. I think yeah. she feels guilt. But she definitely wants vengeance. What yeah. happened to her family, but she's also, like you said, trying to make up for right. the mistake that she made right. in some way. So, yeah, she's Which, willing to just go through all this pain and um, to, and she doesn't care. She just keeps going because she's... Right. I mean, and in, in all honesty, I mean, except for the fact that what she did was horrible, There, she if she was home, she would have just died. Uh, there's she's more vengeance, right. but or she could have been the one they they always leave one. They always leave one. Who did they leave in the first one? I don't remember. And they don't. They didn't say. Yeah, I don't... first I thought it was being her daughter, but yeah, well, that's what seems sad. Yeah. I also have some comments about that too. But the so the one scene when you see her daughter who is in blue, right? Um, she looks and is dressed like a cross between. Uh, Boo from Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. And her outfit looks like uh, from Rick and Ralph, the Holly girl. Um, Vanellope. Ha <laughs> ha! I yeah, just thought about there it. There you go. So she looks like Vanellope. And that was like one of the first things that I saw when they showed that picture. I'm like, wow. Do you think they did it on purpose? The fact that she looks like two Disney characters mixed together? I didn't. I didn't make that connection, but I also don't have have two young daughters, so that is, um, <laughs> that is true. I, I didn't, uh, and I've seen both those movies. It just didn't occur to me that that. I just thought she looked just you know very innocent girl and like oh, that's, you know the eyes. Oh, the yeah, eyes. the eyes. Yeah. Okay, so this is a genre of horror, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you consider it? I mean, I think they're starting a lot to cross over between horror and just being grotesque. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't really definitely... feel horror with this novel. I mean, I guess my interpretation of horror is a lot different than someone else's interpretation. Yeah, of it definitely could be interpreted yeah. as that. Um, 
I mean, except for the the graphic scenes, I thought I saw it more as like mythology or uh, in the same category as maybe like Clash of the Titans. <laughs> I know that hates myself. I'm sorry. It's something else. like yeah. uh, you know, like boys. I mean, but I guess you would consider the boys kind of. Would you consider that a horror? Mm, no. So now I have not read, but my daughter has, and I think you have too. Her- Harold's County. Harold County. Yeah. Harold County. Oh, yeah. That's horror, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that must be I the mean, genre. Yeah, it's it's mostly what he writes is is horror when he's not writing for the big two. Yeah, kind of his self. Um, his cr- creator owned. His creator owned uh, titles are usually horror. Okay. Um. Horror. 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 All right. So, the one thing I did notice in this in this comic, the kids, they just get the, the worst end of the st- Yeah. Like, I they, mean... Oh, let me ask you. Um, so, the, it was in the second volume. And it was second Kara. Volume. Kara. went to the, the circus. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to those kids. Mm-hmm. And they had all this... Not circus. Was it circus? Circus or fair. It was wait, like wait. A, which kids? Are you talking about the candy? Yeah. That wasn't the circus. That was at the truck stop. That was at the truck stop. Truck stop. Remember where right. they had just came from Johnny Boy and yep. Kara had just come from the diner. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they went to the did truck what they stop. Do. Right. And then they right. all met up at the truck stop. Right. And, you know, Vanessa's like, so, uh, no killing Johnny Boy. Right. So then you see the candy falling mm-hmm. to the ground. So she the, killed him. That she killed him. She yeah. killed him. Right. So that's what I think. I mean, I'm surprised they just didn't show it. Show it. Like, but they didn't it, show, I mean, I mean, again, spoiler alert, they didn't show Kara either. We just assumed because it oh, looked right. like Vanessa was consoling her until Kara then says, you're hurting me. Right. And so then they cut away, and the next thing you find out, she's walking, you know, Vanessa's walking down the fair with everyone's powers. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think about that? That storyline, I, I just don't understand. <clears throat> Is it just who's in close proximity? Then gets the power because Manny, when Manny gets killed, he gives the power of sight or hearing to Reagan. To Reagan, correct. Uh, but then when Johnny Boy, who Reagan is right next to, gets shot in the head, Vanessa gets the power. Right. So and and Reagan and Manny were close. We're we close. Find out. So maybe it's someone who you're he emotionally chooses, close to, or but then why wouldn't yeah. you would think if that was the case. Kara would get her his power. Yeah, because it you seemed would think like so. Johnny Boy and Kara were closer than Vanessa. Vanessa just seemed like the, you know, but the Buffy the Vampire leader. She just seemed. Uh, that's what she reminded me of. She just reminded me she's the leader. She's has no emotional context to any of these people. As far as she concerned, she's the leader. And if it is going to be where the Chimera picks the person who takes over. She thinks it's going to be her. And I think she felt that way, too, when she killed Kara, thinking, you know, I deserve your powers. Yeah. So far, it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason, maybe, no, and who, then when you who get to, gets the powers. But maybe maybe as you, you go along, to, you, you'll figure, figure that get out. Get the end of Volume 2. I think it's Volume 2. Yeah. Well, that was a, you see that at the end of the second volume. Where she, where she walks up and she, she sees everybody that looks like the re- other five. Oh, okay, that so you did last, see that at the end of volume That two. was the last page. The last page is she walks up and yeah. there's multiple versions of all of the five. Correct. 
and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll learn more in the next volume to come. So what else? So we just uh, talk about our recommendations. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, let me look at my notes, make sure I covered everything. Um, I did like the foreshadow. It had a lot of foreshadowing in this book. Yeah. I did like the foreshadowing. I loved the scene where Reagan received Manny's powers when they're driving in the car. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she just yeah. like screams out all these different lines. I mean, literally just, you know, I want ice cream, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then when you, then the next panels later, you know, with the rest of the Chimera and they're at the fair and you see the, all the lines that she yeah. heard. I want, I'm like, I like, I like that a lot. That was, that was good. That was and really I was good. trying to think, okay, so does that mean, uh, the timeline wise, while they were in the car and she's getting her power they were at the fair, but then it kind of ruins it with the fact that. Then Reagan speaks the last phrases that her daughter said to her before she left for the quote-unquote trip. Right. So So overall, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was a good read. Um, it, yeah. the, the story um, was unique. I don't think it's anything original. Sure. Um, they, I mean... Not breaking new grounds there, but uh, for taking something that's been done before, uh, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I and, think the, the writing was was great, and he, I think he does a really good job of keeping the story moving. Yeah, it didn't really seem like there was any dull points too too much in the or any slow points. Like it kind of, and something happened to every issue. Correct. It just kept it kept the story really going and wanting wanting to. And wanting more. Wanting more, yeah. And, and not just, you know, telling a good story. Like, not telling you everything. He's really good at basically telling you a story, giving you a little breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. so that you sit there and go, what's going on? But not actually tell you what's going on, so you have to continue to read to find out what exactly is going on. Just like, and he's really good, he's really good at doing it at the end of an episode. An episode, an end of an issue. You're right. I'm going to say episode every time. At an end of an issue, um, just like how Volume Two ended, with her going back to where they started, but you see the multiple versions of all the five senses, and then he just ends it. That's, That's it. it. You know, time to read the next volume when it comes out, or yeah. each additional issue if you want to. Um, he does that a lot. Just like the the flashbacks, he doesn't tell you. Just give you one flashback so you know what's going on. He breaks it up, and the flashback, like with the with Hannah, uh, being everyone yellow, and then when she gets in the car, her blue. You don't really see why that's happening. And then when you get to the next flashback, when she's at her you know, quote unquote business trip, which is technically was a business trip because all her employees or her coworkers were there, like want to go right. drink, blah blah blah. Um, but again, he uses the yellow blue. She's blue for all of that. And then even to the point where she's, uh, you know, doing why she's blue, you see the phone on the in her purse, and they're yellow, which I thought was just awesome. <laughs> it was just right. amazing. Uh, but, yeah, overall. So, recommendations. Jared, would you recommend this? I would recommend this for anybody who is into 
horror comics and um horror fantasy comics um if you're like strong female protagonists you probably would be into this as well i i agree with stipulations i i agree that depending on the, the type of horror fan um you know because there's every level of horror fan even though they classify this as horror I would not put it up there with your slasher, your, mm. you know, extreme violent horror comics. It's more tame compared to horror. I mean, right. even the graphic, even the, the the extreme graphic violence they show isn't all that graphic. I mean, the worst I think was probably, and I don't remember if they showed it. I think it was just the anticipation of it. No, maybe they they showed part of it. The oil. The cook with the oil. Right, yeah. Um, I think that's what he does great. He does very uh, Hitchcock-esque, where he's more uh, not going to show you every exact thing, but you know what's happening. Um, but, you know, we still live in 2022, so you know they're still going to show some graphic of the people <laughs> eating themselves. God. That is yeah. going to be like the so, worst way to die. It does this definitely has um, elements of self harm. So that's something that uh, yeah. so that's that something that, that, that you know you're not into. Maybe maybe this isn't for you. Yeah, if there there are elements of self harm brought on by uh, Johnny Boy because he's. Right. Um, did we ever go over the mm-hmm. their senses? Yeah, his yeah, is his taste. taste. Yeah, yeah. So his is taste. So his power is a uh, gruesome. Uh, yeah. So. And it just keep in mind it's, you know, under influence self harm. Uh, no one in here is self harming themselves because they want to. They are Correct. all under, you know, the control of these people. Right. So there is still self harm in it. Uh, I would recommend it. I would even recommend it to non horror fans. Um, anyone who's into like Greek mythology or, I mean, the Chimera. And I mean, the name of the book is The Basilisk. I mean, we have quite seen what that means but uh what what would you give this uh for a rating you would you since you have kids who i mean what okay well kids wise i don't i wouldn't my kids are a little different because they're teenagers and i have probably not been the best dad in life and let them watch things i probably shouldn't have uh like my oldest thanks to jared uh something's killing the children no is that Something's Killing the Children is one of her favorite graphic novels. So good. Which Jared introduced her to. So um, he does it a lot. He also gave her Harold County, which she yeah. loves. Uh, so she's really into kind of horror graphic novels. Right. And we've discussed in the future, like when we get to books that are more teen oriented or, you know, things that just sound weird with two adult grown men talking about. We're going to bring the girls in to be our guests and talk about it with us. Um, But I, I would say it would depend on the children. I would not let little kids read this. Right. So teen, older, yeah, older teens. Yeah. Uh, High school at least. Right. Um, The subject matter is more of the the graphicness. You don't want little kids seeing that graphic. 
yeah. uh, as far as the language and, and but yeah there's, there's really no, not the language, no language is not bad in it there's no there's no sex, sex. There's no, yeah it's just the violence i mean even even the outfits are very covered up it's not even i think the most you get to see is uh vanessa's shoulders i mean right. what she wears when she's trying to heal right um there's it's not it's not a sexual book at all it is you know <laughs> it's family friendly uh, except it's horror so um, so back to my recommendation would I recommend it did I finish my recommendation I don't really remember but I would uh, I would recommend it to people who like certain genres I wouldn't just limit it to horror because like I said it's I don't really consider it all horror um, it has its aspect of horror but the storyline is more like mythology and uh, Greek history and we don't even know where they're going with fantasy with the basilisk um, there are a lot of children who die in it that's why I wouldn't recommend it for kids Yeah. but I do like the fact that they don't really show the children dying I think the closest they got was her daughter that's and true. her red eyes yeah that's true they don't And so I, just, I would recommend it for certain people I mean every book we're going to read is not going to be for everyone yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, there's going to be books that, that we don't like. Right. I think we both and I think enjoyed the, this this book. That's the point of this podcast, is you can hear us talking about it and think of it something you want to read. Um, I would highly recommend it. I thought it was really, really well written, really, really colored. And that's the one thing about graphic novels. You really need not only a good writer, but a good artist. And they need to be on the same page. Because, you know, your one person is visually representing what this person is writing um and so you need to have a good combo and i think they had a really good combo yeah definitely so yeah the, the art and even the all the covers i don't know if you yeah i read through all, all the covers the, yeah the covers in the back but those were all different of, artists a lot of different artists yeah, yeah. Was like there was a but lot the, of different collaborators the, the, main, the main covers are doesn't it, it interests you without giving anything yep. away what's going on so that's kind of what I kind of judged the book by its cover when I when I looked when I saw this I was like oh that looks interesting I like that just like I think it's uh, Reagan on the front and yep. you just see her and the, there's a With tree the, the slat the yeah sash over her yep. and then I was like oh what's that and yeah. the and the title grabbed me too I was like oh that's that's something you don't you don't hear that word very often like let's just, so that's kind of what drew me unless you're Harry Potter unless you're did they actually say basilisk mm-hmm. in Harry Potter oh okay. yeah. I saw, it, I saw it a long time. I don't remember. And you're old. And, and I don't know what that has to do with it, but <laughs> I'm not as old as you. Have you read the books? No. All right, I see. You mean books without pictures? <laughs> no. No, I, I haven't. Um, that's quite a, it's quite, quite an undertaking. Because I, I was going to do it, I'd, I'd read the whole series. And it's, yeah, you'd have to. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not going to do that. That's fine. Well, this is, I'll this just is watch, not Harry I'll watch, Potter chat. I'll just watch so you don't movies. know. You know, no worries about it. Yeah, we talked to, too much about Harry Potter already. So it's, <laughs> well, that's what I like about the pod. That's what I love about podcasts is you don't necessarily have to stay on the. I mean, you have to come back to the subject you're on, but you can go off onto other topics and. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw the title of the book you picked. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even occur to me. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's just. Um, drawn to things for different reasons so uh next podcast we're going to be talking about sex castle um yeah it's one i've never heard of so I'm so I, to... I have never read it either um i was very interested in it i just love the fact that 
it basically the whole bio is it's an homage to all the 80 action movies and so it sounds like it's going to be just a a whole book of nothing but one-liners and extremely unrealistic <laughs> action scenes right um but who knows this could be the one I, by the cover uh it looks silly <laughs> just by looking at the and i know we're not supposed to judge a book by its hardcover hideout uh it's cover <laughs> no. but uh, looking at this cover uh i was like okay this is kind of cheesy uh but i'm looking forward to reading it all right perfect all right so it is um they, like we said there are those the two trade paperbacks out if you're mm-hmm. interested in in picking that up um either physically or uh we we read this on on hoopla I mean, yep. you want to kind of tell people what hoopla is so quick. hoopla is an actual app that will link to your library card and i highly recommend library cards because especially for people who are on a budget and can't spend a lot of money every month reading comics and graphic novels even books hoopla is an app that actually links to your library card and allows you to download and read up to 12 issues Title, yeah, yeah 12 books. titles yeah I said issues, yeah, but they have auto books, they have regular books, they have graphic novels, comic books, music, kid stuff. Anything Uh, you can get at the library. It's a great site. Anything you can get at the library, you can get on Hoopla. And it's linked to your library card, so it gives you 12 titles a month. um, And you can then read the graphic novel or whatever on your tablet or computer. And then after 12 days, I'm sorry, after 22 days, I think it is. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, about 22 yeah. days. It automatically just deletes off your system. It, it goes away unless you mm-hmm. physically check it back out. Uh, I love it. Jared loves it. And a lot of our books that we're going to read, we do get at the library. We don't just go out and buy it. Um, otherwise, I'd have a bookshelf like Jared's just all over my house. Because I already have a whole front room full of comics and toys. Yep. Toys, as your, your wife likes to call them. Toys. I, I have... I have like walls of pops and action figures and Star Wars and Star Trek and comic books. So uh, that's why we use Hoopla. I don't need to be adding to my collections. Uh, otherwise, if you're one who likes physical physical books, you, you can get this at any store, any bookstore. Wherever store. books are sold. Wherever books are sold. Yeah, so there are 10 issues so far. It goes past the, the two volumes. Yep. And they are currently being released monthly. So yep. And right now, I those. think there's two issues beyond Volume 2, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, so, right. other than that, uh, if you have any questions, comments, books you think we should read, feedback, and I'll just let you know, we don't take feedback. So, if you feedback us, we're not going to read it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Give us feedback. We will take it into yeah. heart. And we're just... We're 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 uh, just starting, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we feedback apologize. is really good for us right now. So, uh, if you made it this far, congratulations! I guarantee you. you, as we go on, these podcasts are going to become amazing. Yeah, or not? Or not? <laughs> we, we've always said we're just doing this for fun, just right. to talk about comics and let the world hear us talk about comics. Uh, you can email us at hard. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> You can email us at hardcoverhideout at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at hardcover underscore hideout. 
And then we're also on Twitter. Just search us up on Hardcover Hideout. Uh, until next podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Chris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time in the hideout. Happy reading. Happy reading, everyone. Happy reading, everyone.